does have it all. All of our pre-owned vehicles are Hubler Q certified, which include a 128-point vehicle inspection, a free Carfax vehicle history report, and two warranties. A two-year, 100,000-mile powertrain warranty and a 30-day, 1,000-mile comprehensive warranty. Visit any of our 13 locations today or click drivehubler.com. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to Network Indiana's Indiana Sports Talk. We're like the Cincinnati Reds here, a couple of debuts. My name is Eddie Garrison, first time in the host chair, first time at the update desk. You'll hear him every 15 minutes. That's the star of the show. That's Nathaniel Finch. Thank you, Eddie. A pleasure to be with you and Kylan tonight on a beautiful night downtown Indianapolis. Let's start with some baseball taking place not too far from here over at Victory Field. It's not the Indians, but tonight the IHSAA State Championships for Class 1A Lafayette Central Catholic. Winners one to nothing over Bar Reef. Scored on a balk in the third inning. I'll tell you more how that happened in a later update, but for tonight, LCC repeats as the 1A champion. Wins their record-extending ninth baseball championship. The game that's going on right now. 4A Penn 2 to nothing over Center Grover in the top of the sixth inning. Nobody on right now. Penn up to bat. We'll see if they can extend that lead or if Center Grove and the Trojans can make a comeback. As far as last night, the two-way crown, Ileana Christian, they won 3 to nothing over Covenant Christian. And then in Class 3A, Silver Creek 4 on Dre and 2. In the MLB, the Reds, like Eddie alluded to, 10-3 to winners over the Houston Astros on the road. A great start for them. They're now a game over 500. The Cubs at home won 3-2 over the Baltimore Orioles. The White Sox took them a couple extra innings, but in the 11th, 4-3 winners over Seattle. Detroit fell to the Twins 2-0 in the Cardinals, 5-3 winners against New York. For Network Indiana Sports, I'm Nathaniel Finch. Nice job on the first one, Nathaniel. Let's see if you can do it every 15 minutes from here on out. It gets a little more challenging now at those top of the hours. Got to go four-plus minutes. But let's get to it. Uh, Colts minicamp. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about the Indiana Pacers NBA draft on Thursday. A lot of rumors right now uh, circulating with the Indiana Pacers. They have the seventh overall pick. Uh, Brian Windhorst of ESPN reporting that the Pacers could be moving that pick uh, for a wing player. That'll be something we'll get into later tonight with Tony East. He'll join us in the 1030 portion of the show uh got major league baseball howard kelman minor league baseball he'll probably join us a little bit later brendan king will be our final guest he'll join us here i think he'll be in studio um at 11 32 he's got the ihsaa uh, boys baseball state final stay really good one going on right now two nothing pin right now uh in the top of the sixth inning uh pin and pitcher has been sensational restricting that center grove offense to just two hits so far we'll recap Cap that. We'll get into some IndyCar too. Mark James, he's our first guest on the line. He'll join us here in about oh seven minutes or so. Matt Taylor will stop by. He'll join us in the ten o'clock hour, and James Boyd will tip off the eleven o'clock hour with James. We can get hit a variety of different things. Of course, he is one year removed. I guess technically two years now uh, from the Pacers beat. He is now on the Indianapolis Colts beat, and after the release of Bob Kravitz and. So sorry to hear hear that for Bob, a, a very, very well-respected journalist uh, nationwide um, because of his his writing that he's done for the Indianapolis Colts here in Indianapolis and just the career he's had. Um, so now James is the only beat reporter for the Colts that it works for. The Athletic will join us at 11.06. We'll talk about Pacers, Colts, maybe a little bit Fever, too, because the Fever have been exciting as of late. Won a pair of games, I think the first time since 
2021, if I remember correctly, maybe 2022. I'd have to double check the math there. But uh, James will join us. He's covered the, the fever a little bit. Uh, Pat Boylan, shout out to Pat. Couldn't make it tonight. Uh, he had a national broadcast, his first national broadcast today uh, with the WNBA. So shout out to Pat, very close friend of mine, uh, working with the Indiana Pacers the last couple of seasons. But I want to kick the show off with uh, let's start with the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, mini camp officially in the books, three day mandatory mini camp. No really big storylines to take away. Um, I don't think there was much of an expectation uh, going into uh, minicamp because you're not expecting to figure out, is Anthony Richardson the guy at quarterback? Or is it going to be Gardner Minshew week one? No. We've got five weeks. These guys will be training. These guys being Anthony Richardson and Gardner Minshew. They'll be training with the wide receivers, uh, which I think is this is a very big part of the development for Anthony Richardson during these five weeks because he's away from the coaching staff, so he doesn't really have the opportunity to get the immediate feedback for them. But he's got a veteran right there in Gardner Minshew next to his side that can shepherd him, if you will, through an offseason and preparation for training camp. That'll be about five and a half, six weeks away, typically. It's 25 days prior to the start of the preseason, so we're looking at the last week of July uh, for the Indianapolis Colts. And this is a big time for Richardson to get that accuracy honed in because that was a big problem in the final days of mandatory minicamp uh, for Anthony Richardson and uh, Gardner Minshew as well. The passing offense did not look great. So Anthony Richardson, I don't think you were expecting to figure out if he's your day one starter uh, necessarily during minicamp, but I think you wanted to know about how he progressed and how he was able to uh, develop slightly more just a month or so into his NFL career with the Indianapolis Colts. We'll talk about that with Matt Taylor. He'll join us at the 10 o'clock hour, and then James Boyd will join us later in the 11 o'clock hour. And then, of course, the big big, uh, talking point right now with the downtime for the Indianapolis Colts is what do they do with Jonathan Taylor? He's entering that last year, that rookie contract. He's a second-round pick, so he doesn't get the fifth-year option. The team doesn't get the fifth-year option, uh, which is kind of a sticky situation, if you will, for both sides because Jonathan Taylor is in a position that has been devalued to the nth degree in the past two, three four years. As Dalvin Cook was just released from Minnesota. You see Josh Jacobs, who just led the NFL in rushing a season ago. He is still uh, unsigned, if you will. He's got the tag in Las Vegas, but he hasn't signed the tag. He wants a contract. Saquon Barkley, another player who has been tagged, he's not signing the contract. Obviously, he's out in New York. So, a couple different situations to monitor in rel- in rel- in, uh, in relation to Jonathan Taylor because Jonathan Taylor is is such a unique player because he has a home run ability that most players in the NFL don't have, and there's a lot of things that go into that. Because you have to be a great player, first of all. Second of all, you just have to be incredibly intellectual to see the play breakdown before the play even happens. And then you have to have the speed and the ability to make a man miss in the open field to take the ball 60 or so yards for a touchdown. So we'll talk about the Jonathan Taylor contract. We've got the Pacers draft coming up next week. A whole lot more to come on Network Indiana's Indiana Sports Talk. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. Welcome back to Indiana Sports Talk. 
I'm Eddie Garrison filling in for the coach. He's on his summer hiatus, but don't know if it's really a hiatus right now. For Coach Lovell, he's over at Victory Field. He's calling some baseball state finals with Brendan King. He'll join us later in the 11 o'clock hour. He'll be our final guest. We'll get into a variety of different things with Brendan. We'll get into some high school baseball. We'll get into the South Bend Cubs. We'll touch on Major League Baseball, some possible rule changes or things that are going to happen down the line with the MLB that MLB Commissioner Rob Manfred wants to institute. Uh, Maybe touch on the Indianapolis Colts a little bit, Indiana Pacers. We'll get into all that. But first, our first guest tonight is the voice of the NTT IndyCar Series. His name is Mark James. Hey, Mark, how are you? I'm doing well, thanks. Thanks for the invitation. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. Uh, I want to start here. I know you're the voice of the NTT IndyCar Series, but uh, we share a similar liking in baseball, that being the Cincinnati Reds. Okay. Well, I, I thought you were a superior intelligence. Oh, really? Are you not a Reds fan? <laughs> no, I am. I said superior intelligence. Oh, okay. That's what I yeah, so. I appreciate yeah, so. the kind words there. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, when you're, uh, let's see, I, I'm closing in. Uh, I'm, I'm in my late 50s, so um, if you grew up in central Indiana in the 1970s, I mean, it was a, it was a really good time to be a Reds fan, that's for sure, during the big Red Machine days. I, I, um, I, I remember one year we were at the – the old ballpark in Arlington, Texas, at their Hall of Fame when we were in town for the uh, IndyCar Series. Mm-hmm. And they had a team picture of the 1975 Reds up on the wall. And uh, the late Bob Jenkins and I were together. And and, and I, I stood there without uh, any name uh, key. And I named everyone on that team, uh, the, man- the manager, Sparky Anderson, the coaching staff, the traveling secretary, the bad boy, and the clubhouse manager. That's how big of a Reds fan I was. <laughs> Who was your favorite player? Oh, Pete Rose, okay. by far. I yeah, mean, that's, that's, anytime I was in Little League, I wanted number 14. And, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, he uh, – Nobody played any harder, in my opinion. I hope he gets to the Hall of Fame. I, I, I don't think he'll live to see it, uh, but uh, I hope I, I hope someday that cooler heads prevail and he does get the Hall of Fame. So, Likewise, I hope Charlie Hustle can get in there. So uh, let's get into qualifications today for the Sonsio Grand Prix at Road America. Colton Herta, uh, he'll start P1 tomorrow. I think this is probably a good time in the season uh, for Colton Herta, just considering the struggles he's had to come away with his 10th pole in his career. Yeah, you know, Davey and I were talking about that. Davey Hamilton and I were talking about that. And this is, um, you know, kind of been a, a feast or famine kind of year for Colton Herta. And to be perfectly honest with you, you know, some of the issues he had, have been, you know, they've seemingly been self-inflicted. Of course, you know, there was a, a pretty sizable shakeup in, in that race team, uh, you know, the weekend that uh, the NTT IndyCar Series visited Texas. I mean, his his dad had been calling his race strategy for – for quite some time, and they made the decision to put Scott Harner on his pit box and um, and uh, switch Brian Herta over to Kyle Kirkwood, and um, that that wasn't too warmly received, I, I think, internally um, by by some of those parties. At least that's the impression that they gave us when we came right out asking them about it at Texas. But uh, you know, obviously, it um, it's it's worked out well for for Kyle Kirkwood, and um, but, but but make no mistake about it. I mean. Scott Harner is an accomplished race strategist. I mean, he is uh, he has been with the best of the best over the years, including you know like Hoyt Racing, Ganassi Racing, 
Heck, I remember when he worked for for Bradley Motorsports and mm-hmm. and, and you know called the the, the the shots for Buzz Calkins so so many years ago in the series. And you know it it does take. I mean, you've been around sports all your life too. You know, sometimes when there is a coordinator change, for instance, in football, that takes a while to get on the same page. And uh, I, I think uh, within the confines of that team, at least for those two, who I believe are the future of Andretti Auto Sport and Kyle Kirkwood and Colton Herta, I, I think you you hit the nail on the head. They they needed this today and they're 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 badly in search of a strong second half mark we've got to hit a scoreboard update real quick uh you might hang it on hold we get back to talk about what happened with will power scott dixon and ramon gajan earlier today yeah i'd be happy to all right thanks mark when we come back we'll talk a little bit about what happened between those three drivers on network indiana's indiana sports talk I'm Nathaniel Finch with this scoreboard update. How about the IHSAA Baseball Championships today for Lafayette Central Catholic winning their ninth in program history and second straight state title. They are winners 1-0 over Bar Reeve. Here's the final call from Brennan King. The 3-2 is a little looper hit towards first. Caught by Schumer. And the record has been set. It's the ninth <laughs> baseball state championship in the history of the Lafayette Central Catholic Knights. Nobody in this state has more. And all nine of them belong in his 26th year to Tim Bordenay. It's a final of one nothing, and LCC has gone back-to-back. That's the IHSAA Champions Radio Network and Brennan King, also joined by Coach Level, a voice that everybody on this program knows. So they win one nothing over Bar Reeve. The game going on right now, Penn and Center Grove 2 to nothing in the bottom of the 6th. Clock is ticking for Center Grove, but they've got two runners on right now on first and second. Two outs batting in the bottom of the 6th. We'll see what they can do as the... Penn High School team ahead 2-0 over them. As far as some MLB scores, the Reds 10-3 over the Astros this afternoon on the road. Then at home, the Cubs 3-2 winners over the Baltimore Orioles. The White Sox and Extras 4-3 winners there. For Network Indiana Sports, I'm Nathaniel Finch. It's Network Indiana's Indiana Sports Talk. I'm Eddie Garrison filling in for the coach Bob Level, voice of the IndyCar Radio Network. Mark Jaynes rejoins us and Mark, there was a practice session before qualifying today. Uh, Will Power got into a bit of an accident uh, with Scott Dixon. And then I can't remember if it was before or after when uh, Power came back out. There was a little bit of a skirmish between him and Ramon Grosjean. So uh, what kind of happened with those two situations? Because Will Power was, I think, he was definitely pretty heated. And he was pretty animated, too, when he was interviewed after uh, getting out of his car. Yeah, I mean, uh, Roman Grosjean, for whatever the reason, uh, seems to uh, attract controversy. Uh, and, and I'm sure a lot of drivers would say, what are you talking about, for whatever the reason? I mean, a lot of it, uh, in the opinion of uh, of his fellow competitors, uh, a lot of times they say it, it is within good reason. And there are some decisions that are made from time to time that's a bit of a head-scratcher, but uh, – you know, in, in terms of of, of the uh, the incident, uh, I mean, Scott Dixon had spun in turn number twelve, and uh, Roman Grosjean went by him, and uh, and and Scott did not realize that Will Power was there too. I mean, 
you know, they do have spotters at Road America, but obviously with a track four miles in length, they can't be everywhere. And uh, those spotters were not in a spot uh, where that incident occurred. And, and I tell you, it was a pretty nasty hit. Forced Dixon to go to a, to go to a backup. But, uh, you know, uh, I think Will was uh, obviously very animated, very upset with Scott initially. Then uh, after they had a chance to calm down a little bit, uh, they, they had a discussion on the way uh, to the infield care center. Um, Scott said, you know, hey, it's an, it's an unfortunate incident. Nobody feels as bad about it as I do. And um, I think both of them have calmed down. But, uh, you know, let's face it. I mean, when you talk about the NTT IndyCar Series, uh, if you look at just how competitive it is, I mean, the margin uh, of error is so very, very razor thin. And, uh, you know, take, for instance, Will Power last year, Eddie. I mean, he won a championship and won only one race. I mean, that that, that tells you, mm-hmm. you know, how fine the line is between between uh, success and, and not and not having success, and uh, it just uh, it, you know eventually that frustration is going to boil over, and um, you know uh, you're you're, you're going to speak your mind, and that's exactly what uh, what Will Power did today, and he's not the first guy that's had an issue with Grosjean, and uh, unfortunately, I don't think he's going to be the last. So with Road America, I, I believe they repaved the track, so it's like a new service, so it's a little more slick. Uh, what were your overall thoughts from your first time being able to witness it uh, last couple of days? Well, you know, it's interesting. I mean, they they took great pains. I mean, yes, they, they did a tremendous job with repaving it, but uh, – you know, they used the lasers and all the technology that uh, they had available to them, and they did not change any of the characteristics of the racetrack. I mean, the crown is the same, and the curbing is the same, and all of that. But as you suggest, with that new pavement, uh, it, it you know, all of the grip that had built up from, from all of those years and some of the bumpy characteristics that, uh, you know, are, are thanks to a, a harsh Wisconsin winter, all of those things have, have gone away. And uh, essentially, it was a bit of a clean slate and and as you know having been around it as long as you have especially on road and street courses there is usually a definitive decision made in terms of of which tire compound is the best for you uh the longer lasting primary compound or the 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 alternates that that get grip and get heat a lot quicker but they have a, a, a shorter lifespan if you will and as of right now eddie there there are teams that are going to go into the final warm-up tomorrow morning and they're still not sure how they're going to line those tires out in terms of you know when they use the alternates and when they use the primaries and and so far they don't see that the degradation on those tires is is vastly different between the primaries and the reds and that's really got the engineers of the team scrambling to put the right strategy together for tomorrow quickly here mark who do you expect to win this race coming up tomorrow afternoon well, that's a great question. I mean, uh, typically when Colton Herta uh, and, or anybody else uh, seems to start up front at a place like Road America, uh, it, you know, they're 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 usually prone to stay up there. A lot of it's got to do with pit strategy. But uh, you know, Alexander Rossi has a couple of podiums there. He's been a pole setter. He's been fast all weekend long. I think he really likes his race car. Uh, he's got a good starting position, and uh, you know when when uh, the last time he won here, he he made a mockery out of it, and I uh, 
I really think he's, he's poised to do that again. It wouldn't surprise me a bit at all to see Alexander Rossi get to victory lane. And uh, don't 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 uh, don't think Alex Pillow won't be in the mix. He too had an incident in practice earlier today. It was a single car incident. They got his car put back together and got him in the fast six. But uh, that kid's on a roll right now, and he is. Uh, while I said Will Power won one race last year and won the championship, Pillow already has two under his belt, and he could be poised for a third as well tomorrow. Certainly can never count out below. Mark, I appreciate making some time tonight. And in conclusion here, go Reds, go. Uh, well, hey, well done in the big chair. Keep up the good work. Thanks uh, for the invite. I appreciate it. Thank you, sir. I'm going to pivot real quick. I know we've got a little less than a minute here. want to get to Greg Rakestraw. You know him very well on these airwaves tonight. Indy 11, they lose to Birmingham Legion FC 2-1. to one. Rake, how's it going, and what's the recap looking like? Well, the recap is this is an Indy 11 team that's uh, been a hamstrung due to injuries tonight. They also had two defenders that were out due to red cards last week in Gustavo Reese and Adrian Dispay. So, you know, they, they felt they had a quality starting lineup. They weren't sure what they were going to get off of the bench. They got down 1-0 in the 55th minute on a Diva Nwegbo goal, but Sebastian Guenzotti would equalize less than 30 seconds later. Looked like this was heading to be a draw, and that would have been a great result for the Indy 11 on the road. But Enzo Martinez with the game winner in the 89th minute. Birmingham Legion snaps a losing skid that dated back to the end of April. And the Indy 11 do not get a point on the road tonight at all. They fall 2-1 in Birmingham. Where are they looking right now on the table? So they are currently in seventh. And by the way, quality use of table in place of standings by you. I can tell I have taught you something on Soccer Saturday over the course of the years. Uh, They are seventh, but again, there is 20 matches left to go in the season. Eight teams make the playoffs, so there's a... A lot of ground yet to cover as we're yet to hit the halfway point of the season. We will do that in the month of July. we got about 30 seconds here, Rake. What's the biggest area of improvement with those 20 or so matches left? Health. Um, you know, this is a team that, that kind of um, you know took a chance in terms of maybe carrying a player or two less to bring in more veterans. It's kind of come back to bite them, uh, at least so far, because of guys that have missed some time. Um, there might be a player move or two in the near future. I think that could help this team. They've got to score more goals. That is obviously something every team would like to do. It's a variety of things. But first and foremost, this group has to get healthy, Eddie. Rake, appreciate the time, and I can't believe I just uh, passed two minutes with you on soccer. Uh, well, again, you're usually doing an hour with me on the show, so two minutes is nothing. Eddie, keep up the great work. Thank you, sir. Have a good night. Matt Taylor coming up next.